0: I got tired eyes, need a cup of blend. That's right. In the AM, that's my only friend. No light, just the sun coming up on the.
1: Hey, I'm fine. I'm just uh, moving my desk up. No, no
2: worries. No worries. We are live. We are live. Thank you, everybody, for joining in. This is M. Fon Akpan, and I am a professor at Methodist University, Professor of Accounting. And I'm really excited today to have AJ Greenberg here. And I'm gonna have you introduce yourself and just talk a little bit about what you're doing. Um, but for, for everyone who's listening, cause AJ, this is live on YouTube, but it's also going to be audio. So there's gonna be audio to this as well. So awesome. those who are listening on the, podcast version of this you can also click the link in the notes and come to the youtube and and see everyone and and connect and and get the visual experience as well um so aj can you take it away tell tell us a little bit about your your, yourself and your background and what what you got going on
1: sure well mfon thanks so much for having me on this is this is awesome and uh So, me and MFON actually go way back. I started Biograph, which is a storytelling company with my brother, over four years ago. And we've been working with MFON almost since the beginning. He's worked on a ton of different projects with us, which we're grateful for. And uh, so, my background is in industrial engineering at University of Wisconsin-Madison. I got a Wisconsin (laughs) hat on. Um, and after college, went into banking for three years, commercial banking, um, helping tech companies, um, soft, mostly software businesses, um, get loans. Um, so we would finance these companies with recurring revenue um, loans. And my brother and I started Biograph, which is a story storytelling business, um, about four years ago. And we really just had this desire um, to help. Other people, we, first and foremost, we wanted to, a better way for us to tell our own stories and to preserve the stories of our family, um, whether that be my siblings, my parents, or my grandparents. Um, we wanted a place where all of us could share our um, share and tell our stories in one place. And um, so we started this business as primarily a writing and publishing business. So we'd help people um, that were never even considering themselves writers Um, we would interview them, turn those interviews into books, uh, add pictures, design the books. And then most of the time at the very beginning, people thought that they just wanted these as private family heirlooms to pass down to the next generation. And over time, more and more people wanted to publish. Um, and so we built out a publishing platform. Um, we have our own biograph imprint where our clients can publish books with us and we can do audio books um paperback uh uh we do ebooks and we're also doing some nft work now and fun is working with us on that which which hopefully we'll we'll get to later um but the last thing i'll say before we uh, before i let amfon um run the convo is uh we start when we started we wanted this to be accessible to everyone we knew how cool it was for us to be able to have access to our own stories um, but writing books is very expensive. It takes a long time and not, most people can't afford that. And so from the beginning, we've been trying to find ways to streamline what we do and make it accessible um, and easy for almost anybody to use. And so we developed this app, which is available on iOS right now, um, iPhone, and it is basically a DIY place to tell, record and share your story with family and friends. Um, So we're really excited about that. And uh, we're probably right now it's in beta and we're most likely doing a public launch in probably six weeks now.
2: Oh, wow. Six weeks. That's great. You know, and I I love to give the backstory because AJ, you really, you're really modest because I've got to say you and Aaron are, are some of the really most down to earth people that I know. And for everybody listening, the backstory: I met Aaron first. We were colleagues. We worked together at National Lewis University in in Chicago. So so Aaron, he's a PhD, Northwestern. Um, and he was an English professor, and I've really got to say, the, the I, I I can. It's hard for me to think of nicer people. So, in what I mean by that, just to give. I can give a, a, about twenty different examples, but I'm going to give two right now. You know, with with Aaron, I remember when I was working on my dissertation, I used to see him. We'd be walking around, and you know, because we we worked full time, but we also adjunct at different colleges and things in downtown Chicago, so we bump into each other. And one day I was going to my university. He's like, "Hey, man, where where are you going?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, I gotta go in here and work on this dissertation." He was like, "Look, man, anything you need, you need me to read over it. You need me to to check anything for it. you. Need any help with that? I'm hey, I'm always happy to to do that." And I always remember that because because he's an Englishman, you know what I mean? That's what he does. And I remember when um, you guys just started a uh, biograph, and this is what he does, but he was willing and offered that, and that touched me. The other thing is just the way, the way he was always advocating for, for students, you know, he was always a big advocate for students, always looking for ways to help them and to, to really, to reach their dreams, and so I said too, but going to you, AJ, you, the, the other one, you, you are always looking for ways to improve, to help, others specifically me with these things with these projects with the books and things on ways on on getting them better improving them I mean it's just amazing and when you said four years I was like man it's really four years four years passed by because you got to think about it well when I think about it I I remember you know things starting out those emails I'd get, you know, if you want your uh, biography, you want to have that written. I remember getting those emails and the, on the corner, and and so it, it is really great. And you guys really, really pushed the 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 envelope and 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 executed on your your vision. So I think that is that is um, something to to talk about as well. So
1: thank you, Andrew. I, I
2: Huh? What did you say?
1: I appreciate that and I know Aaron does too. We'll have to send them the the link later.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's and it because because it's true and I think that's important so a lot of, so I've got a good number of students who watch this, you know, and I think it's important for them to to know that you know, especially in business, is, you know, just having that that will to not only help people, helps you know your community helps society, those around you is very important and it leads to success i bl- i believe the the guys your your attitude the way you are has helped to to build your success in your business i i, I really I really believe that and the other thing is you so i w- I wanted to really talk about the whole NFT portion of things. And then kind of go backwards because because I, I'm excited about it. I think it's 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 amazing what you're doing, and especially the the way things. are. I don't know if you can show a little bit of it, or but at least you could talk about some of the thought process, and then what you have going on, and what'll be coming out. You said in about six weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm fun right back at you. I want to thank you for coming on this journey with us, and we've learned so much from working with you and. Um, I think of you as sort of a technologist, futurist, always on <laughs> the cutting edge of things and um, asking us about kind of before even we have a conversation, knowing that it's something we're thinking about, you're asking us like, hey, well, what about publishing blockchain? And we kind of sync. we've synced up along many paths before, whether it's been um, publishing. Uh, we've worked with Mfun on paperback book, audio book multiple ebooks. He's worked on On the Corner with us. We've done um, other interviews and podcasts before and all this minting, which we're about to talk about. But um, it's so great to um, go along this journey with you. And and thank you.
2: Hey, that's good. I appreciate that.
1: (laughs) Of course. So uh, did you have a question on the the minting thing? Or should we, I can just kind of um, give my thoughts. He, I wanted
2: to get your thoughts on it because I thought it, it, what impressed me really was going, looking at your interface, how smooth it, it it's set up, um, and how easy it is. So how user, um, and, and I, I'm pretty sure you had a lot to do with that, that portion of things, but how easy that is to set up because many times going through and we walked through and, and looked at some of the ways that you can, you know, mint NFTs and, and get a hold of a, a rather cumbersome process, especially for people who know about it. And this, you can basically just go in the app and a couple of clicks and then you, you know, you yeah. mint an NFT.
1: Yeah. Um, so I think the, the actual, where we got into this NFT, I know it got really popular in the last year or so and sort of like seems like maybe anyone that's getting in the space is jumping on the bandwagon. But Aaron and I, since we started this company, um, have been talking about authorship, um, on people being able to author their own stories, have authority or control over their own narrative and not let other people tell their stories. That's, that's at, at the core of it what we're doing, we're putting power in people's hands to tell the world about themselves and, and pass that on to future generations or just um, right now. Um, if you have a message that you wanna share and get out there, you're the author of your story. And we've seen with social media um, and this advertising model and where you post something on, on another platform, basically you're you're giving up your ownership of that. You're not really in control of your story anymore. There's an algorithm that's showing you things that the algorithm wants you to see rather than what you want to see. And so this blockchain kind of decentralized publishing um, kind of came at a perfect time, like where the technology met our philosophy and what we're doing. And so in the app, the primary function is to record and preserve your story. Um, But also if if people want to publish that and Make money on their story or own it or share it in their own way. Um, We now have channels to do that. Um, So you can take any story on Biograph and turn it into an NFT. So um, someone, I forgot, it might have been like Mark Andreessen. I don't want to misquote, but like, or someone at Andreessen Horowitz where they say Web 1 was read. So like maybe a big publisher Mm -hmm. like the New York Times puts an article out and now people can go on the website. And read it. Web mm-hmm. two was read write. So think of a Facebook where you can now read the feed, and then you can also write to the feed. So you can now um, add your own stuff. You can write or create content. Web mm-hmm. three is read write own slash monetize. So now with Biograph, you can read write and monetize now with these NFTs and own own what you create. So that's that's kind of a uh, where we're at with with biograph
2: well i i think that's important because um so so you mentioned with the the evolution of web and many people say well it's not here yet it's not it's not there and i'm i'm going to talk on this one aj for a second because it's it's a great point and then i want you to kind of get your take on it i was watching a movie called true story um on on uh netflix new movie with kevin hart okay and mark Wahlberg. in this movie and they're and they've been best buddies it's you know their characters were best buddies and it it was an I thought it was kind of uh, uh, ironic and I'm gonna, I'll tie all of this in with this story. I'm watching this and in one of the scenes, so I'm not gonna give a whole spoiler, but in one of the scenes, he was saying, you know, uh, Mark Wahlberg's character was just saying how great Kevin Hart, his friend, they've been such good friends. He's an amazing guy and he's a musician. And he said, and then they were saying, oh, that's great, he's a musician. He said, not only that, he produced his own album. Everybody in the room said, wow, that's amazing, that's great. And then they asked Kevin Hart's character, so how can I get the album? And he said, well, it's on CD. Then everybody in the room got quiet, and then they were looking, and they looked at him, and they said, well, how, how are we going to play the CD? what, what am I going to play it on? Can I stream it? Yeah. And then it, it, and I, the reason this is ironic, because it had me thinking, like, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, if I had a CD, where would I play it? I can't put it in a computer. Right. I don't have a, a CD player. Well, what, what am I going to do with it? Because everything is streaming. Right. So like you were saying, the evolution of web, people are saying, oh, well, this doesn't matter. It's not here. But wait a minute. If you think about it, there were CDs. Now there there are no CDs for the the most part, right? Everybody's streaming. How it was ironic was I'm a big fan of Reed Hastings.
1: Yeah, Netflix?
2: Yeah, so I'm watching this on Netflix and I'm thinking about why am I a big fan of him? Because his thought process, okay, Netflix, will mail the DVDs. Most of America at that time did not have DVDs. Mm -hmm. And they thought he was like, well, nobody who's what's going to happen with this. This makes no sense. Then everybody has DVDs and now no one has DVDs. But when everyone did have DVDs, he even had to fight. They were looking to remove him from the business because he wanted to invest in streaming content. And where can I find a DVD? (laughs) <laughs> right, so there's streaming. So now you're you're talking about publishing, you know, uh, Web three. We're talking about NFTs, and many times, even when I talk to many of my students, they're like, "Well, this doesn't make sense. What is this?" What? So I have to remind them that, hey, we're we're in a transition period where these things, and they're widely they're being used, and it's and it and it will increase. So I don't know if you want to talk on talk on that. Yeah,
1: I love, I love talking about that. And it's like every time you transfer all of your data from this format to the other format, by the time you do that, that's already out of style. People aren't using DVDs anymore. And that's actually part of the main reasons why Aaron and I started off with the oldest form that most people are aware of. Um, and we wanted to really perfect that and have that as the foundation of our business, which are books, physical books that people can hold. Um, you, they, you, you can always pick them up and read them. You don't have to like convert the files and all that. And so, um, here's just one example. This is, this is a book that, uh, I actually made for my grandma who unfortunately oh, passed away a couple of weeks ago, but we had, my, we had this. My um, condolences. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we had this book already made. We, it was it was made for her birthday a couple of years ago. Um, but we had some people over to celebrate her life. And people were just able to pick it up off the counter, flip through it. Some, some had never known her, but they knew our family, so they were supporting us. But I cannot tell you how many people came up to me and said, I didn't know your grandma or I know her so much better now. And she seems like an amazing person. What a sense of humor she had. Um... This really brings her alive, and I thought that was like the coolest thing um, and such a testament to what we're doing. Sometimes you can get caught in kind of the, uh, the day-to-day minutia of, of things, but, but at the end of it, like these are, these are the most important things that we own, um, the stories that we pass down, the stories that we have about ourselves and our family. Um, And so that's that's why this this work is so important, and why we're so passionate about helping other people um, do this.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, tell us more. That is great, Um, and and it is true because you 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 share those stories. You're able to. Well, I'm a little bit by because I'm a professor, so I'm telling. I even started letting in with different stories, but it's important to have that information. And I think even now. It gets more and more as we move forward, it, information is even more important. Having access to the right information, past information, it helps us because we we do have over information in a yeah. sense. We have access to too much information. Um, I'm a little bit biased with that being a business student. I know you're engineering and... but, but We learn if you go to business school, they just you're reading. It's like history because you're reading these cases. You're learning about what other business leaders did so you can find out, well, hey, I shouldn't do that. Or maybe I should do this. So it helps you to to become a, a better business person and a better person overall. So having like that example with the book. With your grandma, you you can draw from that knowledge and that information and pass that down and then share it. And not only can can your it's in a close to your family, but other people can can learn from it and get value. Get value to it. So
1: absolutely, I think that over information thing is key. And one of the primary distinctions of what we're doing, I wouldn't call Biograph a social media app per se. But like when, when I'm on Biograph, which is every story that I see on there is either something that I've created or that someone specifically chose to add me to. They had to select my name and <laughs> say, this story's for AJ. Um, the experience that you have on that is so much more meaningful and personal. And when, you're do, when, when you put, finish and put down the phone, you kind of have a smile on your face at the end of it. When you're scrolling through Instagram, Or TikTok or whatever—it's like every other piece of content is an advertisement. Or someone that maybe you kind of know that you followed one day, and now all of a sudden you're looking at pictures of someone's trip to the Bahamas, and you're sitting in the snowstorm in Chicago, and you're jealous or whatever. And so that you're getting this information that that's not necessarily advancing your yourself or helping you out. Um, And so I think biograph focuses the information so that the audience and the storyteller are more aligned um such as grandma and grandson or friends and family and and really um tightening the circle and and sharing stories with people that that matter
2: yeah but i i i I mean when when i first saw the the app i the first thing that came to mind well i thought it was great the the user interface, the experience. But the first thing that came to mind, I just imagined celebrities or leader, you know, influencers being able to go in there because you can really talk your text. So it's got voice to text. You can put different sayings or things so someone who's pretty well-known can put their their sayings in there and then mint it as an NFT, yes. or share it with their community with their voice. Mm-hmm. So now they have a specific uh, uh, NFT. So, so, for example, like I thought about, uh, Dan, I'm a, I'm a fan of Dan Gilbert, yeah, and he has these isms. I don't know if you know that know, know the isms, yeah. And so, so I'm just imagining I could buy an NFT of Dan Gilbert. What is one? Of the, is it, uh, innovation is uh, rewarded? Uh, execution is worshipped, right? He could go in there and say that, mention NFT. You know, I, I could buy the NFT. I've got his voice with that ism. Yep. Yep. That, that, that's kind of what I I don't know what what how do you see it? Or use cases.
1: Yeah, certainly. I see that as an application. Um, and we actually talked about a couple, um, last time we spoke, but for example, like if you, um, I think I'm You were saying like, we do a lot of stuff for weddings. Um, so if people want to record, like what's going on around the day of a wedding, instead of scribbling in the guest book, everyone can add their own, um, uh, meaningful comments without, with just as much work. Um, and i And I were talking about sending out like a wedding NFT. So like the bride and the groom could send out, uh, they could mint like a a hundred or something um, tokens that are like a story about the couple and um, just like maybe a photograph of them and people could buy them and that money could go towards the honeymoon or towards the college fund for their first kid or for something like this. So it's like a way to um, take stories and um, raise money off them or just like give Give people a token. It's it's a cool way for to say like you know fifty years down the line. Imagine saying like I own this story that was like the the original invitation for my grandparents' wedding or my best friend's wedding or something like that. Uh huh. And, and you have
2: it on your ledger. You know you 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 have it digitally, and you can transfer it. So I mean, so and we did talk about quite a few use cases, which you can do now. What do you think is the constraint? Why why isn't everybody having NFTs? Why isn't everyone minting NFTs and, and doing this?
1: Yeah, I think well, because biograph's not published yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's new to people. I think also there was so much um hysteria a few months ago where people were just buying stuff and stuff. And I think the bubble has kind of popped or reality has set in for people and maybe they're a little um, kind of staying away from this space for a little bit. But just because there was a lot of um, grift and there was a lot of people that were doing things that weren't legitimate a year ago and um, doesn't mean that this technology is not amazing and that it's sort of like, I think of, um, the internet in the early days, where there's this internet bubble and all these companies that, you know, every, every sort of company you could think of, they just added a dot com and all of a sudden they were IPOing for these huge valuations. But companies like Amazon um, existed in that space and they popped along with everything else, but they had such a good underlying business and kept going and going. Um, now they are who they are today. So I think there's going to be a lot of stuff like that um, today that it, that is involved with NFTs and will be the leader in five, ten years. And um, so I think I think we're kind of in an interesting time with NFTs and people are still finding out really like what the true use case is for them and their businesses.
2: Well, see, see, that's that's a good point. I, I'm glad you you had brought up Amazon. I- story. So I was watching a video with Jeff Bezos, and he was emphasizing about how people will invest with you. And he was saying he was uh, doing a friends and family round of fundraising. And afterwards, you know, because he explained, going to sell books on the internet. And then um, he was like, Are there any questions? And then, you know, someone who was there was just like, well, what is the internet? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know what it, you know they he, they already agreed to give him the money but they were like well, what what is it what, what is this internet <laughs> you know but they were giving the money because they liked you know him so they might not have understood the idea so I think I think that was that's good that you mentioned that to kind of to bring that home because I think many people we kind of forget sometimes that how things have really changed and developed, but some things have stayed the same because, like you were saying, this is we're going through the, the went through the bubble, like the dot com bubble, and things are moving forward. So, wh- where do you see this? So you're going to launch in six. Can we talk about your launch and what 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 do you, you know, how can people get involved in it and how, can can you just describe a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah. So we've been uh, we've been building this thing sort of. Um, and privacy, onboarding um, just family, friends, people that we know to help beta test. And we, we've learned a ton of things, made a lot of improvements. Um, and one of like this this uh, NFT thing, which we didn't really think was gonna be part of the initial launch will, will now be. So we're really excited for that capability. Um, I've got a couple friends that are pretty uh, big in the space. So um, we're gonna do some promotions uh, where they'll help us um, put this out there and get people in the NFT space on. But um, we're also going at this from, um, so like the options, like you could you can NFT a biograph, you can also send it as a physical postcard through the mail and have that like yeah. in real life experience. So for people that don't have smartphones or if you just want to have something that's not on your phone and um, the physical object is more important to you, um, you can mint an NFT on the blockchain or you could send a postcard to, grandma or your best friend um, and surprise them through USPS and have, have a real physical token rather than a digital one. So um, we're we're really just finding ways for, first of all, first of all the, the core is a better way to record and tell your story over time. It's not something that you do at the end of your life. It's something that you're always doing. Um, and then along the way, finding different ways for people to um, some people might want to mint them, some people want to make a book, some people want to send postcards, some people um, want to do uh, just everything in the app um, and have that, that experience there. Um, so we're, we're just, as we launch, we'll, we'll continue to look at all of these different ways for people to use the app and listen to our customers and make it better and better for all those, those use cases.
2: You know, and that's good because when with the postcard, with the NFT, it's really, and, and I wanted to ask you this is concerning data, but it's really you're sharing. You said it's not really a social network, but you are sharing socially, but you're able to share outside of the platform. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You, you know, so instead of me taking a picture and then sharing it with my friends and family on the platform that are, you know, on there, I'm sending a postcard to whoever I want. One person or many people or an NFT. They can get the NFT and have it digitally so they can hold it digitally. So they own that. What about privacy? Is there Do you see any uh, uh, or foresee any or have you thought about privacy issues like, you know, with Facebook meta and and Instagram?
1: yeah yeah that's been a huge huge focus of of what we've designed from the very beginning um we've made it um try try to make it as clear as possible to people so that they understand i think that's one of the hardest parts of facebook is like you don't really know what's going on you don't know who can see what you don't know who your friends are or aren't and um and they've had a lot of breaches of trust where for instance like the cambridge analytica if you were friends with someone that that they could see your data or something. So long story, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but we've every step of the way in Biograph, we've uh, invested a lot in signposting so that people know what happens to their story when they click certain buttons. Um, and first and foremost, everything that you make on the app is private initially. So like, no one else will see it unless you add other people to that story. Um, so that's really important. Just Just as the first step, is not default. Put it out to the world, which I think has been um, a lot of problem for the the di- public discourse in this country. Is people are sharing their thoughts too quickly without digesting them first. Um, so it's it's private by default, um, and the the um, minting allows people to publish it in a fun way, and um, also it's it's not it is somewhat of it is very much a social experience so um we when we were making a lot of these books like old traditional not old traditional books but traditional books um let's say that m Thon wanted to um make a business bookers or, or he wanted to tell a story about his wedding the more people that contribute to that book the more uh or the more quality people that contribute to that book the better you want to hear from m Thon's fellow um, business associates. You want to hear from his customers. You want to hear from his suppliers. You want to hear from uh, his employees. And you hear more perspective, the better the book. Um, And same with telling a life story. You want to hear from like all generations of the family, different relationships, um, talk about um, those stories. And so that's all built into the app where if you want to uh, get comments from other people, you can do that. You just need to add them specifically. So everything's private by default. Um, and then there's all these different ways to share them out to broader audiences um, once you're ready to.
2: See, that that's great. And AJ, I want to be respectful of your time, but I've got two two questions that are kind of... So, and I, and I asked you this before, but I want to ask you again. Sure. With the user interface, that yeah. thing is so, it is, easy. I mean, how, wh- what did you, do, you know, because I mentioned an app uh, and I'm fond of this app called Fanbase. Yeah. But the interface is not, it, I mean, and even Instagram is not as easy, I mean, it's, it's so smooth, you know, it's so yeah. what? what was just a little bit of the process behind <laughs> that?
1: Thank you so much that that means a lot. and um, I think I could take you back to the beginning like I'm not I never kind of formally learned how to do this, um, but we were drawn we had ideas of creating an app pretty much since we started the business, but really started designing it a couple of years in and found out that there are software tools to make the wireframes. Um, there's figma and Adobe XD so spent a lot of time learning that and We'll say that we probably before developing, went through fifteen complete redesigns of the app, um, and going through different iterations, thinking about how it would work for people, if it was super easy to use, super easy to understand, and when it wasn't or didn't kind of match what we were trying to do, um, scrapped it and restarted. it's mm-hmm. It's easy to scrap designs. It's not easy to scrap development, so that was really important that we um spent spent a fair amount of time um designing before putting in the development work that's the first step and then the second step is we've been in beta for um some time and just getting feedback from people and actually using it so aaron and i um we we're actually like on the frontier of like everything with the app because we use it a lot like we record lots of stuff in it we we see like all the breakpoints and where it's easy to use and where it's not. So like, we're like great great testers of it to um, continually be improving it. But we, we don't think like other people do, there's different age, age ranges. So we've always tried to make it like really easy for old people to use. Um, and from there, it's like sometimes it's frustrating when a older person picks it up and they can't figure something out. And we feel like that's a failure on our part, which it is in a lot of ways, um, but it's great to see a younger person pick it up and just zip through it. And it's like, okay, we're not we're not crazy. But but thinking about accessibility from the very beginning and how how a wide range of people will interact with it, making it super simple and obvious, um, where it doesn't require a lot of explanation. And just mm-hmm. I think um, there's a lot that goes into simple design. Like I think I don't remember the exact quote, but this was in uh Steve Jobs's biography it's like you need to go down to like the greatest depths of complexity to come up with something that's like so dead simple because you've you've basically eliminated all the things that are excessive and you have to go through that process to get to that thing that's just like oh this is so easy um mm-hmm. it, doesn't start, it doesn't start off that way but um it is a very iterative process um, continuously improving thinking about how to make things easier, simplify them, what's critical, what's not, um, what's the first thing that people need to see, what's maybe not so important that can be kind of put into a, a lower priority of like visual. There's only so much uh, real estate you have on the screen. So making sure that you're maximizing that for um, for the end customer, end author.
2: See, see that was great because that was the first, I mean, I was just blown away with the way I could just I, I, it. It really um, it touched me in a way. I was very impressed with that 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 interface. I thought that was that was uh, Thank you. amazing. Thank you. And I'm not just saying the reason I say that. I've seen so you and you already know I worked at Scad. Yeah. So many of my students were UX designers. I've seen all types of apps that they worked on. They've come together with. And that was just, it, it was, it was great. So, so kudos there. Um, and well, my last question is, and, and I guess this kind of ties in, and this is for my students. So you're an engineer and you've, you know, founded a business publishing you know, app, and you just said you had to learn this. You know, the this these different softwares and app designs. So, you know, what is the the number one thing you would say you would need when starting a business? Because I said many of the students I have they want to start their own business, but they're like, well, I don't know how to do this. I don't know this, and I don't know what, what is the one thing you would say they need to to have most important. Yeah.
1: I would say like the one thing that they need is is a business mission or vision or plan that they really care about. Uh, Because a lot of the stuff, people can learn it if they spend enough time. You can learn how to publish a book. You can learn how to mint an NFT. You can learn how to design an app. But if you don't care about why you're trying to do that, then you will lose your motivation. Like it's you have to really care about something to put in all those hours to say, okay, I'm gonna spend the entire night trying to figure out how to make this thing, you know, how to how to find out how to use Adobe software so I can produce this. If you don't if if you're not if that's not advancing the underlying passion that you have, then it's just probably not going to work. So um you, you need that underlying passion for what you're trying to do and solve and you need patience and you need a desire and to constantly learn because that's just the world that we live in. You need to be always learning new skills. Um, and that, I think that's, that's just critical these days.
2: Yeah. that it, Thanks, AJ. That is true. You do definitely. And you mentioned that whole skills and that's what I tell tell uh tell my students you 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 got to understand it cuz you're like well, why do i need to know about blockchain why do i need to know about nfts well it may not and this usually gets them cuz i had to really think about that hard and it may not affect you directly but it's impacting you indirectly cuz yeah. other people are using it and if you don't know about it you know, things are happening to you and around you that you just don't understand. So it's important that you do understand
1: it. Yeah. Um,
2: so and then that kind of sure. gets them. They're like, well, okay, okay, that makes sense. You
1: know. Yeah. So Yeah, totally. I I think that's uh even like relating back to my engineering career or not career but experience in school, there's so many class math or science classes where you're like, well, how is this? when am I going to actually use this? And it's not about using that specific formula. It's about, a, it's about problem solving and learning how to, how to learn, learning how to learn and and having a framework for just knowing different things. You never know when something will become relevant. Like calculus might seem like an abstract concept that you'll never use in the real world, but um, just kind of like understanding the fundamentals of it and that like discrete um discrete chunks can add up to like continuous lines like there is something to be said about understanding how that the philosophy behind that and and other things that seem like totally um abstract and not practical for everyday life
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was good aj and um i want to thank you i want to be respectful of your time um how how if people if someone's listening to this how could they like find out more about what you're doing, more about Biograph, and, and get in
1: touch with? You. Yeah, they can head to biographbook.com and uh, you can sign up for the beta there. They can learn more about what we do. They can check out um, the books that we've published. Um, they can look at our journal where we write about like different use cases for the app. And um, if if you try hard enough, there'll be ways where you can contact us directly. So. Look forward to uh, chatting with anyone um, and uh, thank you for having me. I'm fun. This has been great. Uh, thank you
2: so much, Agent. Make sure to go to, to biographbook.com, sign up for the beta test, check it out. It is amazing. Um, and buy their book. I wanted to say something too because your, your book is it's, it's pretty neat because reading that book, because I know both of you and <laughs> book. It's kind of, you know, it's, 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 it's really good. So I, I recommend um, also getting getting your 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 book as well. So
1: time it's called. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Future.
2: Yeah. It, yes. It, it, it is. It is a good read and it, um, uh, a very, very good book. So thank you, AJ. And um, as always, just keep
1: pushing forward. Say hello to Aaron for me. Thanks. I'm fun. Always a pleasure. Great catching up and appreciate you having me on the show. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.
0: up again i got tired eyes need a cup of blend that's right in the am that's my only friend